Remy and Casey on 92.3 W.I.L. How are you doing, Quesadilla? <sighs> Fabulous. Mostly because I woke up and saw the weather again. Still going to be pretty nice. Yeah, not too bad today. I'll soak it in as much as I can. We'll suffer a little bit tomorrow, but I think they're talking rain tomorrow, 43 for the high. But today, up near the 60-degree uh, mark, 74 for Monday. Yeah, amazing. Oh! Where are you at now, Punxsutawney Phil? Mm-hmm. Don't answer that because I don't, don't answer that. Yeah, because you don't really want to know. I don't want to tempt him. (laughs) Uh, Man, anything, uh, anything fun happened for you yesterday? A little trip to the DMV as it goes. Um, Just some normal weekday stuff. Nothing crazy. Here's my main question when it comes to the DMV. Did you actually get out of there with what you needed to get done? Nice. You had all the paperwork and everything. When I tell you, I walked in there fully knowing I'm going to sit here for a couple hours. I'm not going to have what they need. And I'm going to have to come back again tomorrow with a worse attitude. Yeah. And none of that happened. Nice. See, what I do is I just, I over-prepare. Last time I went to get my real ID, I over-prepared. I had every document known to mankind and they still needed something else. I know. (laughs) I know. Like, I guess I'll get my real ID. But I think it's like 2025 now you yeah, have. Yeah, everyone's going to be waiting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, DMV is always a fun time. Uh, I'm happy you made it out alive. We've got Tracy Lawrence and Gary Allen tickets with the big three today. We'll spin the wheel of games at 8 o'clock. Uh, and good morning. Thank you for hanging out. Casey covers country on 92.3 WIL. Kelsey Ballerini often sings about her hometown and her high school, but did you know that she experienced one of the most scary moments a high schooler can? And her mom is telling the story of how Kelsey watched a school shooting happen right before her own eyes. Gosh at her hometown in Knoxville. She was one of very few students to be present, to have seen it with her own eyes. And her mom, Carla, is explaining the story on the Got It From My Mama podcast. It was before school and they were in the quad area and she saw this boy walk up and walk up to another boy and she heard a pop and she looked over there and and he had shot this kid through a water bottle and that's the pop. And he walked away and she sees this 10 feet from her fall to the ground and starts to, to bleed out. Teacher came, there's only one teacher who was there that early and and, and they put it, put it into lockdown. I had no idea. I feel like I have never heard Kelsey mention that, not that it's something that she would go around mentioning, but mention it at all. Yeah, that's, uh, that's tough stuff. So right there. heartbreaking. Yeah. Granted, Kelsey, we, she's been out of high school for a while. This was probably in like 2010-ish, but to hear her mom talk about it, it it puts a whole new perspective on it. Yeah, this uh, this podcast is a bunch of country music moms, right? Country music moms, like, telling stories about what their kids have gone through and how they've, like, got to this journey. Con- yeah. It's hosted by Connor Smith's mom. The podcast itself is really good, and I feel like I learned so much about our artists yeah, it's all by the, the st- stories they tell. It's all the stuff that the artists don't ever want to really the talk about. The artists don't want to talk about it. Right, exactly. That's what I mean. I would have never heard Kelsey Ballerini talk about this experience, but then to hear it from her mom's side of, oh, you know, she had, she had seen some things before she had even arrived in Nashville. Yeah. Gosh, unfortunately, uh, I hate that the, I hate that it's a thing these days. I hate it. So, so much, much of a thing. It's uh and the and the practice, like the drills and things that kids have to go through. Yeah. Like the fact that my 
my kindergartner comes home and says, like, we we did a a, a drill today. If a stranger comes into our, I, I, it just yeah. heart, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's crazy that they have to do that, and the fact that she witnessed it. Ugh. I know. Ugh. And you see celebrities like this, or you know, you hear the quote drama that we've been talking about with Kelsey Ballerini lately, and that's one thing. But they are literally regular people who have experienced insane things, yeah. just like a lot of people we know have. Yeah. So I will post that podcast to our Facebook page. It's a really good listen if you are interested. Remy and Casey. Was uh, watching a little clip of Jimmy Kimmel's monologue from yesterday. And I love when he does this. He puts a montage of all of the newscasters from around the country together. Uh, yes. All saying the same thing, and this is yesterday. Good morning, too. It is the beginning of March. Yes, can you believe it? Uh, no. March. Can you believe it? No. <laughs> March. I know. Can you believe it? March, can you believe it? March, can you believe that? Mm-hmm. March, can you believe that? March, can you believe it? This literally goes on for like another 20 seconds. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and can I, you believe it? I think I said something to the extent of this, and whenever you reach a new month, I don't know why in broadcast people feel like they need to be like, oh my gosh, it's already March. That's crazy. There's there's a it's crazy like, how time works. There's a handful of things that people in media will say every single time it happens. Oh my gosh, March already. It's a sea of red down at Bush Stadium. Look at that sea of red. Yeah. <sighs> Can All you of believe it. it's March? So I, I I had to do a little bit of research and I wanted to because one of the headlines I saw today was we're out of the worst two months of the year. January and February are voted the worst months of the year. Followed by a close November. Oh. So I'm wondering, Casey, what is it for you? And what is it for you on the text line? 314-699-4766. What is your least favorite month and your most favorite month? So I would start at probably March. And I would say March is the least desirable month of the okay. year. There's no holidays. It's still pretty cold most places. There's nothing to really look forward to. Yeah. March. And then I would say, I would also put February and January a close behind that. But for me, the best months are, the best month is June. June. It's finally warmed up enough that you can like go swimming, but you're not like dying in humidity like you are in August. Sure. I like that. I like that. Uh, hot take for me. I'm not a f- huge fan of April. And that's the month I was was born in. Because it rains. You got rain. You got, I was, when I was born, the day I was born, it snowed. So you get all that weird weather activity. It's, I don't know, the pollens are all coming into play. Yeah. You're a big allergies girl too. I am a girly for allergies. Um, And April Fool's Day. I'm not a fan of it. I don't know why, but I feel like (laughs) it's a day where I'm always on guard and I'm always, somebody always gets me. Yeah. Whether that's the internet or a family friend or whatever, it's just one of those days that I, I he get- He doesn't like to be surprised. Unnecessarily stressed out. This coming from the girl who almost surprises me every single day in the right. studio. Right, you should be used to it by now. <laughs> uh, December is actually very desirable, which is interesting. Well, the holidays, you know. it's Christmas, yeah, but it's still cold. It's all the glitz and the, the joy of it all. Yeah. Uh, what is it for you? Join us on the text line, 314-699-4766. Your most favorite month, your least favorite month. And I'm accepting all hot takes here. So, I mean, July could be your least favorite month. You might not like it. You might not like the 4th of July Independence Day. Are you American? Christmas Tree Dave on the text line says, Morning, guys. Can you believe March is my least favorite? I agree. There's nothing really happening in March, and that's fine. Least favorite month is February. On top of that, favorite month is September. And we kind of had that discussion off air. 
September's kind of a, a slept it on month. It slides right under the radar yeah. because it's like things are starting to cool off, but you could still go to the lake if you wanted to. There's yeah. still like baseball is still like kind of wrapping up. It's it's a good month. Uh, least favorite month from the 636 is February. Favorite month of the year, May or June. Holla. So July, August kind of get the, the hotness rep. The humidity, yeah. The humidity and then September, man. I don't know. I wish my birthday was in September. Remy, you got Remy all turned on by <laughs> September. Lay some up. It's time for sports with Remy and Casey. Cardinals fans will be able to attend as many home games as they want for a monthly fee. Do you remember when they did this last year? No. Uh, the Budweiser Ballpark Pass allows fans the chance to attend as many 2023 home games as they want for a monthly fee of $34.99. On game day, pass holders will get a standing room ticket delivered directly to their smartphone through the MLB Ballpark app. Ah, uh, yes. Standing room. Yes. At first, I was like, this is an amazing deal. Why isn't everybody doing this? Oh, they probably have crappy seats. Oh, I understand. It's standing room. You must stand. But, I mean, for big games, this could be a thing. The only one that it doesn't work for is opening day. As far as home game goes, mm -hmm. the pass will automatically renew each month. However, the pass cannot be used for opening day. Fans with the pass will also be eligible to receive the promotional giveaway item at the gate. Here is the issue that lies within. There's another. That's it. I don't know how many times you've witnessed this at a, at a game, but you get the, the guys and the girls that go in, get the promotional item and exit immediately. Hate that. With like four or five of them in their hands. Yeah. So I think this is also just going to... I mean, fall into that. I saw a dude. I don't know. I saw a dude on the corner of one of the, uh, I don't know, it was like Clark over by one of the uh, garages. Sure. He was buying bobbleheads off of people for $10. And he had a stack, probably yeah. 50 or 60 of these things hanging out. And he just sells them on eBay. I've been one of those people that sold my bobblehead to those, to those guys before. But you didn't make it a business. This dude's making it a business, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's I the get only it. that's the only real problem that I can see with this. So if you're a bobblehead scalper or a flamingler, like you just like to go stand by the beer stand and catch up with people and sit <laughs> yeah. around, you know, you're yeah. not really watching the game, then this is for you. Yeah. $34.99 details on the Cardinals website, of course. Travis Kelsey is Indiana Jones for Saturday Night Live this weekend. Am I gonna die? Probably. Oh wow, so shiny. Can I touch it? Marcelo, not now. <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, it's too heavy. It's probably too heavy. They recreate the uh, the Indiana Jones scene where he replaces the bag or he replaces the idol with the bag of marbles or whatever uh, with the trophy, the Super Bowl trophy, the Cute. Lombardi trophy. Yeah, uh, very funny. Travis Kelsey will host, and Kelsey Ballerini will be the musical representation on Saturday Night Live this weekend. It has been mentioned several times by a lot of celebrities that Travis will be hilarious on the show. Mm -hmm. But only time will tell, and now he gets his chance. I think he will be hilarious, but um, dare I say, I think he maybe needs to take a nap after Saturday Night Live. You think so? I think it's getting a little overexposed. Yeah. And love him, but like we don't want to, we don't want to 
Jackson Mahomes, everybody. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Pull it back a little bit. I'm hoping that he's up with the caliber of like Justin Timberlake and Peyton Manning. How, yeah. Like he didn't think that they would be funny, but they're actually super hilarious. Right. Hoping that that's how it goes. Uh, Blue Sharks tonight. Puck drop at 930. Uh, City SC takes on Charlotte for the home opener on Saturday. Game time, 730. Everybody getting pumped for some soccer in St. Louis. And as always, you can find more on the Facebook page. Just search 92.3 W.I.L. Trending now. It's Keeping Up With Casey on 92.3 W.I.L. Oh, my gosh. That was way off. Set on beat one time. As Kesha once said, TikTok on the clock, but the party don't stop. TikTok, the app that has seemed to have taken over, knows it consumes a lot of our time. Mm. At least the users who are on it. TikTok is making moves, however, to make sure that teenagers aren't wasting too much time and energy scrolling. So nice of them. And I know what you're thinking. Isn't that like their main target demographic? Aren't they trying to get teenagers to spend as much time on the app as possible? That's exactly what I was thinking. I feel that that has changed. Like maybe at first, but now because it's blown up so much, it seems all demographics are welcome and kind of thriving on the app. My dad's on it. And that's all we need to know, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So they're unveiling some new, quote, well-being features specifically made for teenagers and like little ones in mind if they have access to a TikTok app. So that includes monitoring 60 minutes of use in a day. So any more than that, and you would need a parental passcode to get through it. It's only 60 minutes? 60 minutes. Wow. I know, which sounds like, I'm sure it sounds like a lot to some people and also sounds like nothing to someone who probably does a lot of scrolling. Not to a teenager who's just sitting on that all day. Right. It also will report your screen time at the end of each week to say, like, I don't know if it's going straight to the device or maybe to like a parent's device saying, hey, your kid spent X amount of hours on TikTok this week. Yeah. Also family monitoring so parents can check in and see like maybe what hashtags they're looking up or what accounts they just followed or unfollowed or have viewed the most that kind of stuff dang Mm -hmm. wow can they do this for adults too because i would love to have some limits put on this for myself (laughs) it does get a little out of hand as i'm scrolling through i'm like gosh i just wasted a half an hour and i'm still on the toilet (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) that's that's a lot of people though i feel like that's a lot but what about instagram like they've got reels, Facebook, so what about I, shorts? I do kind of feel like Instagram, I th- so I think Instagram and Facebook had their moments. Like Facebook, definitely. 2009, on the toilet, <laughs> laptop on the lap. You know what I mean? And friend. Exactly. Poke. 2013, it was Instagram. Now I just feel like it's TikTok. It's the thing. There are some times where I will get confused as to what app I am on, though. Like, I'll be scrolling through Instagram Reels. And you lose track of it? And I'll forget that I'm on Instagram and not on TikTok. And I'll swipe the wrong way. And then I'll just head over to TikTok. I do think we need to set up uh, family monitoring on your app. (laughs) And I'll be the parent account. And that way, family monitoring up on your app. It will send me a notification saying, hey, Remy just spent three hours on TikTok today. So... We're going to need you to approve that or disapprove that. Hashtag grilling recipes. Exactly. He's looking up things like how to fertilize your lawn. (laughs) Grilling recipes. Amanda Bynes, 2006. (laughs) The best year. (laughs) Real news is lame.
This is Unprofessional News on 92.3 WIL. Casey, ever uh, purchased teeth at all? No. You got a little collection of teeth we should know about? No. <laughs> I really had to think about it, though. Uh, well, the Tooth Fairy does. She buys a lot of teeth. Yeah, that's her job, though. Um, and inflation has apparently hit the Tooth Fairy as well. You know, we're always complaining about how much eggs are these days or how much more it is to go to the grocery store. But this is mm-hmm. also really bad on the Tooth Fairy. The average cost of a tooth now is $6.23. Six bucks? Yeah. For one tooth? That's up 87 cents from last year. Oh, my gosh. And $2.20 from three years ago. Yeah, I was thinking she was maybe wheeling and dealing a couple bucks. Yeah. Uh, Kids in the South get the biggest payouts at $6.59 per tooth. Which is crazy because theirs are probably the worst. (laughs) Kids out west are next on the list at $6.25. And you'd think that being in California, she'd have to pay more because of all right. the taxes and things that they've Gas got out prices, there. Yeah. Uh, Midwest is lower, just $5.63 too. So she's uh, she's making out like a bandit here, which most is fantastic. Things, most things do, yeah. Uh, over the past 25 years, the Tooth Fairy payout has surged 379%. Used to be a buck 30. This rate by 2048, the Tooth Fairy will be paying a whopping $30 per single tooth under that pillow. Oh my gosh. If I was a kid, I'd be tying my teeth to strings and toasters and throwing them off the banister and everything else. If I do the math correctly, which is not a good, not a strong suit of mine, my kids could have kids by then and be pay- and and the Tooth Fairy would be paying out 30 bucks. 30 bucks! <laughs> oh my gosh. It's generational wealth now. This is crazy. Uh, but yeah, uh, Delta Dental has released their latest annual report saying that it's $6.59 per tooth now. What about dog teeth? You know when you get a puppy and their teeth starts to fall out? I have a whole little, this is really gross. I have my dog's teeth. Oh, okay. So now now she's got teeth. Yeah. Now you got teeth in your but house. But I don't get nothing for those. I Or if I did, I didn't put it under my pillow. I didn't know. Yeah, those little guys are daggers. Yeah. They're super. That's like, why how I'm many, how many them. do you have? Are you going to put them on a necklace? I don't know. Probably Wear like, four them like or a five. Savage? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a child. It's the closest thing I've got. Casey's- I bet you have Emerson's teeth. Uh, no, the Tooth Fairy has Emerson's teeth. Oh, that's teeth. true. I got to put those under my she pillow just and goes, see what happens. Yeah, you should. Uh, tooth Fairy leaves a note like, I don't take these uh, these it's weapons. Dog teeth. <laughs> they're super sharp and uh, they're going to poke through my bag. So, Remy and Casey. I'm telling you, 92.3 WIL has the most concerts of the at, most! I honestly think of any radio station in town. More than anybody in this building. Yeah. More than the people across the street. We're already announcing Boots and Bourbon. <laughs> we haven't even gotten done with Hot Country Nights yet. And Boots and Bourbon is the next concert series. So if you're not familiar, Hot Country Nights always starts off the year. For us, it's like January, February, March at Ballpark Village. Then following that, our spring series is Boots and Bourbon at a different venue. And well, I'm not ready. I'm a little worn out, but I'm excited <laughs> to hear who it is. So worn tell out us. Worn out. It's March 2nd. Let's go. Tell us who's next. Uh, Craig Morgan will be starting off our Boots and Bourbon shows. Wow. With special guest Lindsay Lawler at the factory Friday, April 20th. My eighth part of the Boots and Bourbon concert series brought to you by Boot Barn. Fitting. Love it. 
uh, offering a piece of American spirit, Boot Barn, Keep West. Uh, those tickets are on sale now. You can go get those at 923WIL.com. Also a part of Boots and Bourbon, and this list will grow as we progress in time. Adam Doliak, his Barstool Whiskey Wonderland Tour with special guest Alana Springsteen on Saturday, April 29th at Del Mar Hall. Nice. If you've never been to Del Mar Hall, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It's like pageant, the pageant, but not as big and a little bit more... Um, Intimate. I think is the word that cool you're... Cool basement vibes. Oh, dang it. Not in a, not in a gross, gritty way. <laughs> Do you know what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. <laughs> like... It feels like the bars that you walk into in Nashville and they're not huge. They're like the hole in the wall ones. Yeah. Yeah. But it's nice. I like Delmar Hall a lot. I like it a lot too. And it's brand new. It's it's only been there for a few years. So this will literally be back to back nights. You could you could do April twenty eighth for Craig Morgan at the factory and then hop on over to uh to Delmar Hall on April 29th. Whew. Strap in, because we got a big year of concerts. <laughs> and we're not even on to like the, the amphitheater shows and all of that. So uh, if you want any information on the Boots and Bourbon shows, we've got that on the website. Get your tickets now before they sell out at 923WIL.com. Remy and Casey. Today we are playing the big three. So Remy, why don't you step on up to the plate and spin this wheel so that we know what game you're going to play today. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Today's game, what's the connection? Where I will name a couple celebrities or maybe like a scenario, and you'll tell me what the connection is between the two. How one sounds connects so to difficult. the other. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, that's what you get <laughs> for talking to me about what, what was the subject science, like seventh grade science the other day. Yes. Terrible. You so should, should have known that, though. Here's what we're going to do today. Guess the connection. We've got Nicole from St. Louis on the phone. Nicole, you're going to play along on your own and then at the very end you'll guess how many Remy got correctly if you get that answer correct you are going to the Tracy Lawrence Gary Allen concert number one Remy that is right what's the connection between country artist L. King and famous acting twins Dylan and Cole Sprouse <sighs> Rob Schneider <laughs> I don't know. Did Rob... Sh oh, wait. Aha! It is Rob Schneider. Or Adam Sandler, one of the two. Because Dylan and Cole Sprouse were the twins that played in Big Daddy. And Rob Schneider was also in that movie. And that's also El King's dad. Number two. Speaking of Big Daddy. No. What is Renee Zellweger's connection to country music? She was married or engaged to Kenny Chesney? For a little bit She dated him They had relations <laughs> <laughs> Number three Actress Sandra Bullock What is her connection To country artist Faith Hill uh, Sandra Bullock Also dated Tim McGraw In the early 90s <laughs> <laughs> Is that real? It's real I know. Okay. Nicole from St. Louis on the phone. How many of those questions out of three do you think Remy got correct? One. One. Wow. No faith. Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Remy. 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 Yes. Yeah. Well, Remy, 
got two questions right, but he got at least one, which means Nicole in St. Louis is going to go to this concert. There you go. But let's go through these real fast. Country artist L. King, her connection to Dylan and Cole Sprouse. Of, obviously, her dad, Rob Schneider, played in Big Daddy, yeah. where they starred in the movie. Number two, Renee Zellweger was married to Kenny Chesney for 42 days. Married. Yeah. Yeah. For a really short amount of time. And Sandra Bullock did not date Tim McGraw. <laughs> I'm sorry. But can I, can I, t- I, th- I feel like I know it now. Okay, now you know it. Blindside. She yeah. was married to Tim McGraw. In an alternate universe. There you go. So I was kind of right. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you who was kind of right. Nicole in St. Louis. She's going to go see Gary Tracy and Lawrence in May at the Chesterfield Amphitheater, 92.3 WIL. Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. The next step in Sugarland's Jennifer Nettles' career is horrifying. We know Jennifer Nettles of Sugarland. She taken over the Bush's baked beans enterprise. Is that what's going on? What made you guess that? Because, I don't know, her partner forever was Christian Bush. Mm. Of the Bush family? Of the Bush family. Shut up. No, he's not. Bush's baked beans. You're a liar. I am not. And the dog? The dog. I don't know. It's part of the family. He he holds all the recipes, but I'm sure Christian Bush probably knows a little bit about that recipe, too. Am I blowing your mind right now? This is not (laughs) where the story was supposed to go. Wow. Okay. Right, back anyway, on track. Jennifer Nettles, one half of Sugarland, has joined the cast of a 2023 version of The Exorcist. <sighs> this version of The Exorcist is the first installment of a trilogy. So they're taking the original story, which happened right here in St. Louis, by the way, that book, the 1973 movie, and they're making it into a trilogy the first movie to come out this fall in October. Does that mean that they will also come back to St. Louis? I, that's what I want to know. I think they've already shot it, uh, but I re- and I think we would have known if they were shooting here. They're going to repurchase the house. <laughs> but I think that would be absolutely crazy. Jennifer posted online to say, hello fam, been missing me? I've been missing you and want to tell you where I've been. I've been beside myself, giddy to share this news with you and I finally can. Mm. I'm proud beyond words to be a part of this amazing project, cast, crew, production, legacy, to get a partner with all these people and collaborate on fantastic folks, blah, blah, blah. The Exorcist. How random is that? It's super random. And again, don't know that we need to revisit this, but I guess it's been revisited a couple times. Uh, and maybe it's just due. Maybe we're just due, due, for, a due for a revamp, I guess. I don't get it. And the, it's just the Jennifer Nettles of it all. Like, how did we go <laughs> from singing Stuglag Glue to the, the, the Exorcist? The 2023 version of The Exorcist is, quote, a fresh interpretation that will be released on October 13th. Jennifer Nettles is not only known for being in Sugarland, but she's also, she's a big actress now. Like, she's been on Broadway for Waitress in Chicago. Yeah. She has an HBO show. She is a judge on a TBS show. And she's going to host that Fox Farmer Want a Wife show. <laughs> yeah, I think she's, I think she's been kind of dabbling in the TV film mm-hmm. world for quite some time, especially after they, I don't want to call it a breakup. I don't think they actually broke up. I don't think they up. broke up. I think they honestly just decided yeah. that they were kind of. Christian was like, there's more money in baked beans. So. <laughs> and Jennifer was like, I'm hitting Broadway. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? At the end of the day. And they did. (laughs) So stick around for October when you're going to see Jennifer. (laughs) 
in The Exorcist. It's so weird that this is happening. Her <laughs> resume is going crazy, but I know you and I will probably watch it since we're October people. That's right. Remy and Casey. The news is going crazy over the Millennium Hotel. Have you seen any of these photos, Casey? I've not seen photos. There is an urban explorer out there that snuck in or got in somehow or was let in, took a bunch of photos of the inside of the Millennium Hotel downtown near the Arch, and it's got people going crazy about it. I'm looking it up right now so I can watch as you talk about it. So 2014, the Millennium Hotel shut down and there's a whole lot of, I guess, up in the air as to why it shut down, but a lot of it had to do with- there. What's that? Up in the air. (laughs) A lot of it had to do with, I think, health code violations and things like that. I don't know the full story. Yeah. But it's a 30-story- skyscraper that is a part of our skyline and it is vacant and an eyesore and this guy went in there and took all these photos and it just looks like in its heyday it was amazing the ballroom's amazing the pool's cool it does look amazing like I wish I could have I don't know when it shut down but I wish I could have been around to like see it in its heyday yeah it was uh I I see 2014 I don't know if it was like on a oh, slow okay. decrease since then or or up until then but the owner has no plans to tear it down or renovate it they've basically said thanks but no thanks I don't know if the city can get involved but Why? they said that's so odd. Uh, like, it, if you're not going to do anything with it, it's a huge piece of St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. And it's in, it's in like, prime real estate, too. So you'd think that that would be worth a lot of money that they could just sell or whatever. So I had all these thoughts about what we could do with the building. Okay. Instead of having it as the Millennium Hotel. And, of course, the easy thing to do is, like, apartments, retail stores. That would be an easy transition, I think. Such a cool place to live. Or like a tech incubator, shared workspace for like small business. Okay. You know, put different small businesses in each one of the hotel rooms or whatever. Okay. But then it gets juicy. It gets awesome when you start thinking about an urban paintball slash laser tag arena. Come on. Multiple floors. Paintball and laser tag? All themed differently. Come on. I guess that way you wouldn't have to fix it up. Oh, yeah, exactly. You just go around tearing it up. Another thing you could do is just open it up for dystopian films. All those movies oh. like The Hunger Games. Wait, you kind of have some good ideas here. Divergent, all of those, like shoot them there, give the movie places a huge tax break, bring some stuff into, into town. Oh, What a good idea. Because as I'm looking at it, I'm saying, oh, you know what we should use this for? Like St. Louis media stuff. Like imagine us having our radio show up on that top floor and our backdrop is... The Arch? The Arch. Or Bush Stadium. Wait, am I completely wrong or is that the one that spun? That's the one that spun. Wow! <laughs> it has... uh, and it's just sitting there. We got to get some good ideas. We do. Uh, how about give the hotel to the Darkness Haunted House and turn it into <gasps> the world's largest haunted house? Wow. Yeah. That's almost too creepy. Multi-level go-karting. Real-life Mario Kart. Come on, put some ramps in between those floors. Oh my gosh, that's a really good idea. I'm telling you, I got these for days. How about ultimate hide-and-seek? You never find anybody in there. Talk about, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm just surprised it hasn't turned into a spirit Halloween yet, to be honest. That's a good point, (laughs) yeah. Nobody likes real news. 
This is the unprofessional news on 92.3 WIL. So this is one of the pioneers of the uh, fast food items that are kind of over the top. KFC started this weird trend back in 2010. What? The double down. Oh, we talked about this earlier this week. We talked about it yesterday, and I wasn't sure if it was real, but apparently the double down sandwich is coming back. For those of you that need a refresher on what this is, there's no bread. It's just two chicken patties that simulate the, like... The chicken is the bread. The slices. The chicken is the bread. Bacon, cheese, and sauce on the inside, and then that chicken patty on top. So it's basically two chicken patties with cheese and sauce in the middle. And it's called the Double Down. I think it sounds pretty bad. So it debuted in 2010 after an April Fool's Day press release where they like put this out there as a joke. As a joke. And then they went through with it. They went through with it. Um, you know, the interesting part about it is I'm thinking to myself, wow, if you really want a heart attack, eat this. But it's not that bad. It's only like 600 calories. And for a fast food sandwich, that's not terrible. because there's no bread. It's like all... <laughs> chicken. I guess there's breading on and the condiments. Outside. There's breading on the outside of the chicken, like the fried part. And I know you're a vegetarian, but I don't even think that I would, I, I guess I would try it. This hits me as the same type of theme trend. You remember when everybody was doing bacon? Everybody had the best bacon on yes. their burger. Yes. Everybody had a bacon wrapped burger. Yes. And then it move, moved on to things like this, where like the fish fillets are the bread or the, you know, Long John Silver's, it's the fish on the outside of the sandwich. 2010 <laughs> is the worst year of trends, if you ask me. <laughs> In between 2009 and 2012, everything went downhill screaming fast. Really? Yes. As far as like fast, fast food stuff goes? Music, everything. I think that's about the time when Oreos started making like every flavor under the sun too. Yeah. Like everyone every got a come little out something. too creative. Like we didn't need all that. So it'll hit their menu next Monday as a limited time only thing. So if you're interested in grabbing that double down KFC sandwich kind of thing, uh, it'll be back at the shop there on Monday. So it's check so that messy out. on your hands. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you could eat it with a fork. <laughs> I feel a little weird, I guess. Uh, your unprofessional news is powered by Frito-Lay. Immediate openings for sales reps. Visit Frito-LayEmployment.com. And I also posted that story up on the Facebook page, so you can check it out there. Just search 92.3-WIL. 3-WIL, new country for the STL. It's Remy and Casey on the way out on this Friday light. So many things we talked about on the show today, including what they should do with the abandoned Millennium Hotel downtown. We have a million ideas, way better than what they're planning on doing, which is <clears throat> nothing. I think uh, the dystopian film set is probably a good one. No, I like the I like the live Mario Kart. Oh yeah, like build Mario Karts in there. Yeah, isn't there? I feel like there's a mall there in in Mario Kart. There is a mall track there or is. Like a hotel track or something like that. Just model it after that. Right. Should be good. Put Rainbow Road in there. No borders or no no Mario guardrails. Kart <laughs> on a couple levels. Some big old putt putt on a couple levels. Yeah. The top could literally be like a concert venue. How cool is that to go to a venue where the, it's spinning on the top and you get the whole view of the city? Yeah. Come on. Come on we on. have so many ideas. Just come on over to the Remy and uh, Casey show and and we will consult with you. Uh, we do have a consultation fee though. Right. And we're That's... looking for investors. So only serious inquiries. You know, <laughs> Somebody snuck into the Millennium Hotel and took a bunch of photos of how it looks on the inside now that it's been abandoned for some lies and 
2014 or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check those out on the Facebook page. If you missed anything from the show today, you can always check out the Remy and Casey Show podcast. Otherwise, we will see you tomorrow for a Friday. Goodbye. Goodbye. Find Remy and Casey on Instagram at 923WIL.